Welcome to another edition of the Top Marks Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dan Collicott and I am here with Imran Mirza. Hello. And for this very special edition, we are talking to UK amateur wrestler Chase Alexander. Chase, thank you for joining us. No problem, no problem. Uh, how are things with you? Can you give us a quick rundown of uh, what you've been up to in terms of uh, recent promotions and matches? Yeah, yeah no, was, uh, so recently uh, training, training in Liverpool with uh, Fighting Spirit, which is uh, fronted by Zach Gibson and James Drake, uh, UK NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Um, main promotions I'm working for at the minute regularly are TNT and Fighting Spirit in Liverpool. You got Grandpa Wrestling in Wigan, and I occasionally did Wolfram in Wolverhampton as well. Awesome. So I understand you started off um, at Amp Wrestling in Coventry. Is that yeah, correct? that's true. Yeah, it's going back about six or seven years now. Started off when I was about eighteen in uh, Amp or AMP Wrestling in Coventry, which was just basically it was uh, two two trainers in a in a school hall, basically with a with a couple of crash mats. So how long have you actually been wrestling for now? Uh, I started when I was about 18, I'm 25 now, so was that about seven years, but uh, due to uni, I took, a, I took a bit of time off, um, got a bit rusty, and uh, it's like starting, starting all over again a few years ago, really. So so when you started over, that was um, for Fighting Spirit in Liverpool, yes. and you're actually trained, as you said, by, by James Drake and Zach Gibson, yep. uh, incredible what are they like oh they're fantastic you know um they they're, they're, they're trainers when you get in when you get into the building but then afterwards you know they're like they'll talk to you about nutrition and they'll help you do workouts they're, they're just great to talk to and you know they split their time really well between you know going over to america and wrestling for WWE and still having time for 30 40 students was that quite easy to, to kind of to get into in terms of, I genuinely wouldn't know because wrestling, I guess, in general, isn't as big like it is in the States. A lot of people do it at college and university and stuff. So what, we, what was your situation when you decided you wanted to kind of pursue it as a, a whether it be a career or a hobby at the time? When, uh, when I started college and, you know, all different schools started to come together and become good mates, I came pretty good mates with this lad from a, from a school from over, over the town. I uh, just got discussing wrestling with him, really, and uh, always fancy, told him I always fancied giving it a go. It just so happens he, he knew someone that uh, that was a wrestler. Um, so he put me on to him. It's just it's, it's not a very interesting story at all, really. But <laughs> he just put me on to this fella, and he put me on to two trainers in Coventry. Went there, and, you know, this was... It's just amazing how much the training has developed over the seven years and how much popularity is, uh, wrestling has gained like when i started you're probably scratching for for training schools but now there's two or three really good training schools in each city it's just amazing no really well that's quite um, yeah it's quite surprising i i wouldn't have i don't know the idea of starting the actual process i actually wouldn't know i guess you well you'd hit google <laughs> i guess but i just they don't seem to be as frequent like as sort of easy to find yeah um it's like some weird like until you're in it, it's like some weird underground sort of sport, really. Like, until you see it once, and then it's everywhere. Mm. But if you don't see it, then you're never going to see it until you just see that one training school, and then you'll you'll manage to find loads. It's really right. it's really been really exciting recently with uh, 
with this popularity it's gained. Um, and you, you recently competed in a, in a war game. So that was that was the Winter War, the Winter Games uh, in Fighting Spirit in, in McGull in Liverpool. Um, two rings, we didn't have the cage, uh, but yeah, it was just it was fantastic. It was tagging with basically you know my friends from training and uh, and a fella called Screwface who wrestles as Jamie Ahmed on WWE UK. Um, there's going against awesome. going against Zach Zach Gibson, James Drake. Al Aguero of, uh, you know, WWE, UK, NXT fame. And uh, Joey Hayes, who's uh, a long-standing veteran of the Northwest region and really should be getting a lot should be getting a lot more praise for what he does. Um, and I believe you've also uh, encountered Pete Dunne a number of times on your travels. Well, when, when I first started off in Coventry, you know, the, the trainers that I, uh, that I started off with were really good mates with Pete. Um, this is before I really knew anything about British wrestling. So I, I, my first event had the likes of, you know, had the likes of Mark Andrews, Pete Dunn, uh, Zach Sabre Jr., who's absolutely incredible. He's killing it in Japan. You know, all these people that have just turned into stars, which makes you think, you know, you go to a local show that you pay five or ten pounds, in a few years' time, the people that you see on this, this show could be, could be in WWE themselves. Which is... Which is pretty incredible because I know um, I, I'm fairly green when it comes to the the independent scene in the UK, but I think over the last sort of two or three years, I've become more and more aware of so many different promotions, overlapping promotions, and so much talent which is now coming through um, Britain and Europe. So I, I think it's been amazing. I mean, I, I guess the the, the question that it's unavoidable to ask is how, how do you feel about, you know, the WWE NXT transition into the, the UK independent promotion market, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, oh, I can only see it as a good thing. You know, they've, they've gave another, they've gave British, British wrestling, another audience from, from the States and those that may not have known that there was a lot of British wrestling on their doorsteps. They can watch it on TV now. Um, then obviously that increases, well, should increase, you know, door sales at the at the smaller promotions around England. And you've got the guys that will come back from WWE and they know what WWE are looking for, and then they'll almost coach you, you know, they know what what's big at the moment. I say it can only, it can only be a good thing, you know. It's the dream when I started was to be in WWE. This has made it not easier, but it's made it a more reachable goal. Whereas when I was growing up, it just seemed something that, you know, one person from England might be able to do. But now it's, it's gave me more motivation and determination to be able to achieve that. What were those kind awesome. of early sort of wrestling experiences that kind of hooked you to the sport? Uh, it's, uh, you know, what? loads of, loads of people, when, when I talk about this with my friends and that, they can remember dates and times and how old they were and who they were watching. Mm. Uh, I'm not very good with dates and times. I can remember watching, maybe watching like WCW uh, and, my, and, my, and my grandparents' place with Eddie Guerrero, I think it was at the time. You know, it's, it's, I can only think, think of brief sort of instances. My, 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 dad, was, my dad was into a, a, a point and, and sort of like got, got me and you know, my brothers into it. Um, yeah, it's like sort of like, you know, Eddie, watching Eddie Guerrero and the Cruiserweights in WCW, which was really cool to watch. Then you had like uh, yeah guys like you know 
the big guys, the, the the real big characters like the Undertaker. You know, it was just fantastic to watch, and it was all that like showmanship and that just drew me to it. Uh, did you used to wrestle your brothers regularly? Oh yeah, yeah. When we in the way started off as play fighting, but then the other one we hit the other one too hard, and it just became uh, a bit of a free for all. <laughs> but I think that's what happens with most brothers, right? That's that's normal, isn't it? I think that's normal. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, actually, in my you know, I don't, I don't actually have a brother. Yeah, I, I, I have a twin brother, and uh, yeah, we we became fans quite quite young, which was, I guess, bad in as much as you just any spare time, you just. <laughs> just go to town yeah just wail on each other <laughs> so yeah he was the powerhouse unfortunately for me so uh, <laughs> your brother is is evil in my yeah he's absolutely evil he, yeah he, he, he'd make a great he heel, should be a heel <laughs> <laughs> well those kind of i'm really fascinated by sort of the training process uh in in kind of going into wrestling when you start hitting you know those those training regimes and everything. I mean, the only experience I've ever had of it would be, would be like watching performance center stuff, like from, through like Tough Enough or NXT related shows. I mean, are they as you know the the training you go through was as physically as intense as that? What was like taking yeah. a bump for the first time? Is that as painful as it seems? Or well, when I when I first took a when I first took a bump, uh, we had no ring, so it was just it was on crash mats. Uh, not even crash mats, just like those those blue mats that you had from the thin uh, ones, right? School, uh, yeah, the thin ones. So that's, that's what I what I learned on. Um, but like, if you do it right, then yeah, yeah, it does hurt. But you know, you get trained to take a fall properly. I mean, if you think it's not going to hurt, then you, you're going to have a shock when you first do it. Mm. I was always prepared to know that it was going to hurt or whatever. But yeah, and, and just. Every every training school has its own way of, of teaching, you know, that's that's the beauty of it as well, you know, you can go around five or six training schools and learn something completely different. Um I mean, I, I find it really incredible when you know, when they're actually when they're doing moves outside of the ring or you, do you know what I mean? I the the ring space is is one thing because you know, you know that the the ring itself has some. It, it's sprung and it has some kind of give to it. But when you see wrestlers and they're, they're they're doing moves on the mats outside or on the barricades or on the posts, and you know, I, I know a lot of it that they're, they're feigning which part of um, their body is hitting first. But often you just think there is no way that they were able to to prepare for the, for the impact. That, that's hitting them on their front or, or their back. I mean, obviously they do. I mean, you know, you, you guys are professionals, but it, it it never it never ceases to, to to amaze me how they can put the body through what looks like so much punishment uh, and still walk out um, the other side. I think uh, the thing is, like, it does hurt. Like most of the time, they are probably not, you know, feigning injury or whatever. It it does hurt, but the fact that you got like yeah. you know people watching and you know your adrenaline goes and at the, at the moment in time the adrenaline sort of like stems the pain. It's when you get cold afterwards that that's when you get you know achy. Um, but yeah, that's one of those things like when you start doing stuff on the outside, you just you just you just go for it, don't you? Like if you think about it, then you, you're always going to worry that it's going to hurt. It does hurt, but you, <laughs> you got to get over it. You know what I mean? Like. It's a, it's contact, you know. It's not 
it's it, it, it's gonna hurt. You just gotta get used to it. Have you had any particularly bad uh, injuries or anything? Um, I, I think over the course of my like you know short wrestling career, I've actually got got away with relatively small stuff, you know, like bruises and a couple of sprained ankles or whatever, but nothing to the extent of needing surgery or really needed a long time off. So I think in that respect, I'm quite lucky, and you know, I don't have these exciting injury stories. I'm really quite quite boring when it comes to that. That's probably yeah, it's really. better, you know. I don't want to be out for like years with a big injury, you know what I mean? Have you ever been on the end of a botch, or have you ever botched to move, move badly in the ring? Uh, think, things happen, you know, things happen. Um, no, like when you, when you say like a, a, a botch, like I don't know, man, is anything really truly a botch? Because you just work, you just work, to, you work around it, don't you? Like things can go wrong. Oh, of course. Things yeah. can go wrong. Yeah. But it's how you it's how you deal with the things that that has have gone wrong. Um, you know, what, what, what is the most? I mean, I was I was going to come on to your 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 wrestling style. I mean, do you adopt uh, you know the British strong style, or is there any particular kind of um, style of wrestling that you go for? And are, are there any high risks that you take usually during a? I think when you're uh, when you're at my stage of the career, of, of your career, and, you, and you're and you're trying to get out there more and trying to get noticed, you've got to be able to to do lots of different styles. You can't just stick with one. You know, Pete Dunn can do his style because Pete Dunn's known over the world. You know, Zach and J- James Drake can do their style. You know, The Undertaker doesn't have to do, like, you know, Hurricane Rounders from the top rope because he's not he's known for doing a certain thing. Whereas if you're trying to get noticed and you stick into one style... It becomes stagnant. You've got to be able to move around with with whoever's in the ring with you. Saying that, I think I've 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 trained well enough to be able to know. You know, if needs be, I can do a lucha match. If needs be, I can do a tech match. Needs be, you know, I could do you know full on character matches. You know, you know what I mean. Like, I, I feel like I'm quite rounded at the moment, um, and I can go I can go with anyone and put on a really good match with them. Depending, doesn't matter what style they do. Um, I just think, yeah, as you as you're trying to get out there more. Um, and what what is what is your favourite finisher? Um, I use I use a reverse reverse tombstone at the moment. Um, so oh, nice. yeah, it's, it takes you know it takes hundreds of times going over it to really perfect it. So you know, I've been I've been doing this for a, for a few months now and only hit it like once in a match because you know I still not quite got it, and I don't really want to put somebody else in danger just because you know. I think it looks cool or whatever. You just need to go over anything that you learn. You need to go over time and time again, like painstakingly, to make sure you can get it spot on. Um, so, yeah, at the moment I'm doing that, you know, uh, and, and that's that's another thing as well. You know, seven years ago when I started, even the moves were, like, somewhat different. You know, some things that people can do nowadays are absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and it's, keep, it's keeping yeah. up with that as well, you know, always trying to think of new things. You don't really want to be the copycat, but you want to use, you know, inspiration. It's 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 always trying to stay one step forward. So in terms of, you, you've obviously got a heel persona. Um, and what, do you draw from any, you know, uh, present or, or past kind of wrestling superstar to kind of 
form your character as it is at the moment. Yeah, so I I, I do like a yeah a sleazy sort of cocktaily guy. I come out with my uh, martini glass, you know, full full with alcohol. Uh, that's that's my shtick. Um, I guess you you you're looking at like the uh, the the smarmy sort of characters that we had in in wrestling at the time. You know, Eddie Guerrero and his Latino Heat would be one that I'll I'll always look at. And it's not necessarily you know in wrestling. Um, you look at you look at characters from from films or books and and watch how they act. You know, um, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho is like. Up there is one of my favourite characters. The way, he, like you know, he was written and, and portrayed to just snap, but always inside he was thinking. It's it's just you know, there's so more layers to it than just asking. You know, if you you can always respect a wrestler, or whatever. But if you look at some of the wrestlers nowadays, you'll see that a lot of the things they've got they've got from like characters or actors. It's quite it's quite interesting yeah. when you look into it and you just notice things about people's gimmicks. You go, where have I seen that before? But you've watched it in the you watched it in the cinema years ago. You know, I take in influence from that. So I, I guess um, in terms of where you are now in your career, what what, what are the next steps for you? I, mean, I know you've you've just won you won a battle royal uh, for Wilfen Wrestling, which is a uh, is that a Wolverhampton yeah, based promotion? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, my aims my aims are just getting out as much as I can. You know, facing different people and. You know, getting used to different places in front of different crowds. I just want to be in the ring for as many times as possible. That's you know, that's how you get noticed. Um, that's how you perfect everything. You know, it's just, it's just. I want to do it. You know, every week, every day of every week. It's it's an absolute. It sounds cliche, but an absolute passion. I love it. Um, and if you don't love it, then what are you doing it for? Is there now? This is a very cheesy uh, question uh, for this kind of podcast. But if you could face uh, one ra- wrestler, uh, past or present, who would it be? Ah, oh, past or present? Jeez, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, William Regal was always like a a favorite of mine when he when I was well, I didn't really couldn't remember his WCW run. His later WWE run when you know his his tech star is he's the king, isn't he? He's the absolute king, Regal. He'd yeah. put me in knots, and I'd have no choice about it. But it'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be a fun match. If you, if you hear uh, anecdotes of a lot of uh, wrestlers in the industry, you know they laud him as one of the most technically gifted wrestlers. I mean, I, I at the time when I was a kid, uh, when I was watching him. Um, you know, on WWF, I didn't really. You know what I mean? I, he was just a, a ridiculously over the top uh, heel, and he was British, so you were kind of a bit annoyed that he was because he didn't look. He also didn't look like the other wrestlers because he wasn't exactly uh, buff, was he? It just goes like you know, like if if Regal was twenty twenty five now doing doing the same stuff, it it, it would be you know. Definitely have been like world champion with me in WWE. Shows how you know things have changed. It's it's just incredible. Before his he time, was quite um, fascinating, isn't he? Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying before his time, only slightly, and and you know he's passing down his his knowledge to to the guys below, to the to the next generation. But man's fantastic. 
his mindset was always really interesting because I've heard a lot of his interviews where he talks about him, him just sort of really wanting to be almost funny. He wanted people to, he wanted to, he wanted to make people laugh. So I think a lot of his WWE, well, I guess it was F at the time. I mean, like he had a, a lot of ridiculous, you know, on screen sort of antics. I seem to remember him dressing up as a, as a, as a woman at one point, he had the heels and everything. I cannot remember the situation around. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did that. And he had to wear, I can't remember. It was like a stipulation to a match on raw and he had to do that. But he, he always, he's always been very open about the fact that he just loved making people laugh. He just, he really enjoyed that that sort of aspect of the business but to see him on screen apart from things like that you always you wouldn't have thought that that was his mindset like he would have been more let's just wrestle you know but he was always really open to the entertainment part of the business which is which is really cool in its own way it's like you get remembered as well like i've got little snapshots in my memory and one of them is where like you know jericho's turned around zipping up his fly and then regal's taking a sip of his tea you know, i remember that <laughs> you know, I'm not very good with dates and times, but I remember that, but I can't remember what, what matches were on that role, you know what I mean? It's a good way to get them there. I know a lot of um, wrestlers, they, they say he, he's, he was the one uh, person who could who could almost put anyone over because, you know, no, no matter how bad you were in the ring, if you were with William Regal, he could carry you, which I never knew that at the time, as, as I said. You know, he, he was always such a kind of... Um, you know, character heel. I never really took it seriously, but you look back at his ability, and yeah, it said he, as you say, he was really ahead of his yeah. time. And if he had that time over, yeah, I think um, yeah, as as, as like really fans have gained more knowledge, you know, from the internet and everything, they've, they've they've gained a new appreciation for what's happened. You know, fifteen, twenty years ago, even before that, and it's just you know, things have changed. The internet came along and changed everything and people became more interested in in behind the scenes and you know it's just yeah you don't like that part of it i take it um it's it's awkward isn't it like it's it's just such an awkward question to ask um you just want to keep you want to it's real it's it's real to me damn it you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) it's it is really interesting because i remember i think if i could ask vince mcmahon any one question it would be what he thought about how the business is now as opposed to how it was because i remember in the 90s being a fan and they used to have heel buses and face buses for after events because they weren't supposed to be seen mingling you know, yeah. they used to remember the infamous Madison Square Garden thing where, uh, you know, the members of the clique, which were heels and faces, all stood in the ring hugging each other and waving to the crowd and people being shocked at what they were seeing. But now we have the WWE network where you'll pe- see like ride along where people are in the same car driving down the road talking about the match they just had. And you have a, a whole series of of, of podcasts from wrestlers there are autobiographies from wrestlers there's there's so many things out now that completely expose the business um that i I'm, that would always be my question to vince about how he sees it now as opposed to how it was but i'm guessing you have quite an old school mentality which is quite which is really interesting yeah it's you know oh, it's so tough um you want 
the whole purpose of it is to make make people believe you don't like the guy mm. that's standing in front of you, you know, and how can you do that if you stood there afterwards hugging him or whatever and <laughs> you know, you know it, it, is, it is difficult. It is difficult, especially now. You know, people are more aware of, of wrestling, what, like what what's behind the scenes and that. It's just not only wrestling's evolved, but like the wrestling fan has evolved, haven't they? You know, yeah, it's, totally. it's everything. It just keeps on changing. Uh, well, I was just going to say because you you you've, you know the way you've talked about the the kind of the evolution of wrestling. Do do you think? Well, I mean, I guess my opinion is at the moment that that. Because of the, the the competition and the way uh, WWE has embraced, you know, the more you know independent local scenes, it feels like. And obviously, you know, William Regal and Triple H are forming a backbone to this, but it it does feel now that the the old school, you know, big, you know, sweaty man type of beast wrestler isn't as prevalent. I mean. Um, in terms of like big men as well, you know, you've still got like Braun and Brock and Lars has just debuted. So I don't think it's a it's a case of the 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 big men are leaving. I think it's a case of the big men are also evolving to display more pure wrestling ability. There's still big men around. You I mean you get you put you put Seth you put Seth Rollins next to you know next to I don't know next to. Say for example, me, and it'll be absolutely massive compared to me. Kofi Kingston, <laughs> Kingston will still be will still be big. I just think maybe wrestling's moved on moved on towards you know having more theatrical, lighter guys. I don't know. Um, so yeah. for me because I am I am a lighter guy, so it's good for me. But yeah. it's all you know. It's different different styles of wrestling. Of of what you've got coming up, um, what 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 matches. Um... Uh, and promotions are you involved uh, in? So I'm involved in uh, I've got TNT in Liverpool. That's um, it's going to be going on all year. It's a regular thing. That's uh, it's like a sort of like a they're doing their own sort of like NXT sort of thing with young wrestlers, young up and coming wrestlers. So I'm involved in that, which is really exciting. Um, I got a I got a wrestler wrestling against a dude called Ho Ho Lum from Hong Kong. He was on the First Cruiserweight Classic in WWE. Uh, oh yeah, I remember cool. him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. That's on. That's a fight. That's story. amazing. On June the second, um, various events coming up for Grand Pro Wrestling in in Wigan, uh, and they got the, the the big old title shot in Wolverhampton coming up in May as well. Amazing stuff, dude. Oh, amazing. It's going well, and you know, hopefully in another few months, my diary will fill up even more. You know, that's all I can. Uh, that's all I can hope for at the moment. Is there is there any kind of likelihood on the horizon of you? Because uh, I keep, um, yeah, I'd really, really love to see to see you wrestle. But um, I know most of your wrestlings are in the Midlands yeah. in Liverpool. But um, well, can, can we know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get to as many places as I can, really. So uh, you know, everything keeps on building, and you never know. You know, hopefully, hopefully, get to London. By the end of this year, maybe next year, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for people. You know, I'm waiting for the waiting for the call. Um, just gotta be patient. You know, what I mean, you can't get too frustrated, or else you, know, you just beat yourself up. You just gotta take your chances when they come. Well, look, listen. It, it's been fantastic to talk to you. I hope. I hope if you do come down to London, you, you give us both a shout. 
um, because we will definitely um, we will definitely try and make that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, yeah, thank you for taking time out uh, and talking to us on Top no Marks. Pleasure. We wish you all the best for the future. Hopefully, uh, you know, maybe in the not too distant future, we we can do a catch up uh, and chat again and see see where you're at. And hopefully, you well, you'll probably be leaving podcasts like us behind. But I know we wish you all the the very sounds best good. Success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely have to have a catch up. Uh, see where I am in a couple of years' time. Thanks, awesome. Chase. Really appreciate your time, dude. All the best. Continue success, you, man. man. Thank you, man. Thank you.